Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. Hey, welcome to another edition of our podcast with the coach, Brendan, sir. And I think today you're going to find Mike Young, the head coach of Wofford University, is really, truly one of the great coaches in college basketball. His team this year has gone through the Southern Conference 18-0. and zero. And I'll tell you what, they got four teams capable of going to the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about those during our podcast. And when we get back from this timeout, you will really enjoy a great basketball coach in Mike Young. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. I wanted to announce a new partnership between Coaching You and Zone Sports. You know, for a long time, one of the intangibles by coaches and athletes is team chemistry. And it's a major factor all the time in whether a team has success or failure. When the folks from Interzone came to me at Coaching You and said, we can even help your team, I was all ears. And what we did is we took a quick assessment, two to four minutes each person, and we were stunned by what we found out about ourselves and our team. 
you owe it to yourself to find out what InnerZone can do for your team. It's the simplest and fastest and most accurate software available to measure team chemistry. I highly recommend, without any reservation, the use of InnerZone with your team, whether you're a middle school, high school, college, or professional team, to help take you to the next level. For further information, go to coachingyoulive.com slash innerzone. That's I-N-N-E-R-Z-O-N-E. So excited today to have our guest, Mike Young, the head coach of Wofford. And Mike, coming off your win the other day, you finished, I believe, as the second team only in the Southern Conference to ever go undefeated with Bobby McKillop-Davidson team years ago. Coach, there's a couple of teams back with Jerry West. I mean, that's how far back this thing goes. A couple of West Virginia teams went undefeated. Imagine uh, that. Coach McKillop's team was the most recent. I think that was 2007-2008 with the great Curry-Jason Richards uh, teams. But uh, it is rare. And I mean, as you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bear. It's hard. Uh, it takes one game. Uh, but, um, you know, great poise and – a nice dose of humility from uh, my team throughout the season uh, to um, finish it off with an unblemished record. We're quite proud of that. Let's talk about the Southern Conference because, you know, we have so many people, coaches around the country that listen. And now, you know, in 75 plus countries around the world that listen to our podcast and uh, they know about the Southeastern Conference, and they know about the ACC and the Big East and the Big Ten and uh, all that crap. And But let me tell you, uh, for basketball fans, talk about the Southern Conference and the strength of it this year and the teams that you have in there that are all, in my opinion, NCAA-caliber teams in a normal year. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a monster. Uh, you know, and, and there's no such thing as an easy league. They're all hard. Um, and I've been a part of this league for many, many years now. Um, this is the strongest that I have seen the Southern Conference. And I go back to, you know, before the conference upheaval, uh, when Davidson was here, now in the Atlantic 10 College of Charleston, the Appalachian State. Hmm. This is the most difficult Southern Conference league that I've been a part of. Uh, East Tennessee State is really, really good. Uh, Furman, Greensboro. We go to our league tournament, you know, this coming weekend, and I think there are as many as five or six that uh, could go up there and, you know, string together three uh, solid days and uh, and win the thing. Um, you know, we go in. It was the number one seed, eighteen and zero in the regular season, but uh, it'll be, coach, it'll be really hard. I look forward to getting up there, but it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a, a difficult few days. No, it's always hard to go through a tournament uh, in a short amount of time because it's something we don't do. You know, your league plays a lot of uh, Thursday, Saturdays, uh, which is that's right. You know, so you're right. used to playing relatively quickly. The Ivy League plays Fridays and Saturdays, but you know the SEC goes Wednesdays, Saturdays, and or Tuesdays, Saturdays, and this is really difficult and <clears throat> to play. You know, two or three games in a row makes it awfully tough. And uh, for those that are on the outside that have to play even more, uh, you know, it makes it really difficult on kids. But that's the way they've done these tournaments. It's the way they've done it, uh, you know, traditionally through the years. I am thankful that we have a neutral site. We, uh, 
you know, we don't play anybody, uh, you know, at, uh, at their home arena. Uh, we go to Asheville, one of the really, really neat, uh, cities, you know, here in the Carolinas, uh, perfect size facility for our league, uh, great town, great hotels. It's an exciting, you know, time uh, and all, uh, you know, the teams, you know, gather there and, the basketball is outstanding, and it is hard, uh, but that's, you know, that's uh, what you do it for. And, you know, I think the exempt tournament in the early season, you know, prepares you a little bit uh, for that when you might play a back-to-back. And we try to uh, make that as, you know, much like our league tournament and that quick turnaround and those preparations and, you know, all the things that go uh, go into it. Uh, I do look forward to getting up there. I, I can't wait to head up I twenty six to uh, Asheville here in a couple of days. If I had your team, I would. I couldn't wait either. <laughs> you know, problem is my teams. I I never wanted to go to a tournament with some of the teams I've had lately. But <laughs> but tell me, Mike, uh, you were thirteen years as an assistant at Wofford. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so you paid your dues, so to speak, and nowadays. Uh, we're talking to assist a lot of assistant coaches, and uh, as our friend Brad Stevens always says, uh, you can't skip steps to really be good at in in this business. And uh, what when you finally got to take over, uh, I believe you did, the head coach became the athletic director at Wofford. What that's right. You tell me what that was like, and and at that point, were you ready, or did you have growing pains? Yeah, I was ready. I, I did. I, I did pay my dues, and I'm thankful uh, that um, you know that that's how it uh, it worked out. Um, you know, I had um, a great uh, mentor, mentors uh, going back to my college days at Emory and Henry. I was a really bad Division three player, if there is such a thing. But I had um, a great experience. I played for a great man in Bob Johnson. I was with Oliver Purnell in 1988 at Radford University as a graduate assistant, and then here 13 years um, as uh, as an assistant. And all those experiences were were uh, great experiences for me. I thought, and I think back, uh, 17 years now to when I became the head coach. You know, I think I was ready. I hope I was ready. I wasn't very good. I can tell you that. Um, and. You know, you've got a lot of answers as an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have nearly the answers when you uh, when you become the head coach. But um, I'm at a place, a great place. I love Wofford. I've been here 30 years. Um, and we had some tough times. Uh, but nobody ever said a word about, you know, winning and losing. It was always take care of the kids. Wow. Um, make sure they're having a great experience. Keep getting better. Um and that gave me great freedom. That gave me, uh, you know, uh, the ability to uh, to learn and grow. And uh, there was, uh, you know, significant growth, thankfully. Uh, and, you know, over the last 10 years, 11 years, we've been, you know, we've been pretty darn good. Um, continue to make it better each year. And I'm sitting inside, Coach, I'm sitting inside one of the, premier basketball facilities in the country uh, we just finished our second year in here the jerry richardson indoor stadium that um i think has taken this thing to even another level um you know how important it is for you know young people and 
this thing has all the bells and whistles. It's a fabulous place, and uh, I'm um, lucky and um, uh, proud to, uh, to to be here and to have been here as long as I've been here. You know, and my friend Coach K down the road there from you, or up the road a little from you, when he went to Duke, uh, if social media, and I joke with him all the time about this, if social media was the way it is now, he might have been gone in three or four years at Duke. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, and he's the first one, you know, to say it. And, and I know and looking at what you did in your first seven years as a head coach at Walford, if you were at a Power 5 school that didn't have the great purpose and values that you just expressed what they were concerned about at Walford to provide a great student experience, which is the purpose of college, uh, unfortunately, it's not un- at many of the schools. They sure uh, you might not have ha- been able to turn it, uh, and and that's the part of patience that a school has to have with a coach. Correct? Yeah, there's no question. Um, yeah, I heard Sonny Smith, a friend of yours, a friend yeah. of mine. I heard him say a long time ago. This is before social media that the worst thing for the coaching profession was radio talk shows. And then he gets out of coaching, goes into, <laughs> goes into radio with Wimp Sanderson, if you'll recall. Yep. Um, you know, I, it's, uh, you know, all that stuff and the pressure that goes along with it. I, I, I've never felt an ounce of that here. Nickery. Not, not, not an ounce. Um, and again, now um, we, um, we hit on, you know, really good players and really good people. Um, got a little bit better and a little bit better. And then you wake up one day, Coach, and, um, you know, you've got maybe the best team you've had in this uh, season in, in 18-19 with two kids, Cameron Jackson, Fletcher McGee, I think could play anywhere in the country. They wouldn't be the best player at, say, LSU or Kentucky, but they would play. Uh, right. And um, they're really good and, you know, really good guys and just a – just a lot of fun to be around, and we've got practice here at 4 o'clock, and I can't begin to tell you how excited I am to, to go down and practice again. It's, um, it's been an amazing year, and uh, just um, just uh, thankful for you know what has transpired here. We've been able to stay healthy. Um, we continue to get a little bit better. It's been a magic carpet ride. It really has been. Let me tell you about uh, Fletcher McGee. Uh, I'll tell you how great a coach I am. You know, one of the greatest talent evaluators ever in the NBA. I, I know every player. I never made a mistake in the draft, if you can imagine that. And uh, and I'm I'm at UCF helping Donnie Jones out, my dear friend. And uh, Sean Finney is Donnie's assistant, who's over at Sanford now. Uh, great coach. And, and my friend uh, Chris Mayberry at at uh, First Academy in Orlando says, hey, Brendan, you got to come over and see this kid, uh, Fletcher McGee. I said, yeah, sure. I go over. I see him. Man, he shoots the eyes out. Wow, this guy's good. I tell Sean, Sean, you got to go see this guy. And he says, eh, he's a little this, a little that. Donnie says, you know, geez, we got to play against Memphis. We got to play against all these schools, you know, UConn. And, and so I said, he's a pretty good kid, but so we didn't didn't take him. You come in, he signs with you guys right off the bat. First visit, bang, he signs because he loves you guys. And I told all three of those guys this week, I said, you know what? The number one thing is we evaluated him properly, but you know what? You can't substitute character. No, no. And the character that he has 
it takes you to another level. And I think as coaches, we overlook character. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to have the kid that Memphis has. I'm not going to have the kid that Central Florida has. That not, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, my kids are better than Memphis kids. Memphis kids are better than my kids. Right. Uh, but that is a big deal here. Um, and I'm not trying to impress you or anybody else. I, I do think that that's a big part of it. Coach, I mean, we can do, uh, we're going to do the same evaluations that you did at Central Florida. Uh, part of it's luck. Um, but with this guy, Chris Mayberry told me, Coach Mayberry, uh, his high school coach told me, he said, you'll never have a kid that works as hard as this kid. And I didn't roll my eyes, but I'm thinking, yeah, I've heard that before. Okay, I got it. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, you know, note, note to self here. Uh, Coach Sir, n- I've never been around a kid that works like this guy. I-, I beg him from time to time. I beg him, please stop. Please give your body a break. You need it. He's in here. He just left. He's doing a, a <laughs> podcast with Andy Katz. He just walked out at um, – 11, 1045, he just walked out. He'd been down there for an hour and 15 minutes with a manager, sweating like an animal. And he probably got up, I don't know, 500, 600 shots. And he's not, um, he's not down there shooting like he's uh, at, the, at the county fair. Right. He's working. He's going at it. Uh, there's a reason great players are great players. Mm-hmm. Um, he's different. He thinks differently. He's uncommon with... Um, his work and his preparation and all about the right stuff. It's about winning. Um, and the best opportunity for us to win is for him to be, you know, Fletcher McGee and ringing the bell. And he has, he has rung that bell many, many times in his uh, career with us. And I can't, I can't begin to tell you how appreciative I am to have had the opportunity to coach him. He is a great guy, a uh, whale of a player, and has added a great deal to our college community. Mike, can he be a pro, in your opinion? Coach, I've never had one. Uh, I've never had a pro. I mean, I've had a, a bunch. Uh, and, and to this day, I have a bunch in uh, Europe that yeah. are having great careers and great experiences. Um, you know, we all covet guys that shoot the cover off of it. That's he what, does that's that. That's why I think he uh, is. I really do. I, you know, I... Um, I, I will tell you that that's what he wants to do. I mean, yeah. he's dead set on it. I mean, he is he is dead set on it. Can he guard at that level? I don't know the answer to that. Does he have to be in the right system? I think they all do. Um, but, uh, you know, pair him with, um, you know, really a great player, a dominant post player, uh, and let him do his thing a la, you know, Steve Kerr and uh, the young man from um, – the Cavaliers, Corver and JJ Reddick, those guys, yeah. uh, and I'm not comparing Fletch to those guys. Again, I don't, I haven't evaluated those guys enough to speak intelligently, but I do know this: Fletch McGee can really, really play, and yeah. uh, I do think he'll have an opportunity. He's going to Portsmouth. I do expect Good. him to be on a summer league team. Um, he'll make the most of it. Uh, he, you know, he gets a shot. He'll. Um, no, I, I, I think I, you know, I, the the NBA is not like the bad boys, you know, where we're playing half court, physical, hand checking basketball. I mean, it's it's now wide open. It is, you know, no hand check. 
they want the games to be 130, 120. That's when he can play. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, so the league has, the rules of the league have, have really turned in his favor, in my opinion. Uh, you know, because if you can make shots nowadays, you're going to get a lot of them, a lot of them. And, and, and because the floor, the spacing is so great. Uh, and it's a driving kick league. Very little post play. I think he. I think he has a shot. And we have fifteen player rosters. Sure. And so you know, my thing always is, if you're going to have fifteen players, you certainly should have thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen to be, if nothing else, specialists. You know, sure. I, I want Taco Fall on a pro team. You know, why not have him on a pro team, just with his length uh, and ability to block shots. Uh, you know, and and Fletcher McGee is the same thing. I, I think, tell me this, Mike. I asked one of your former assistants, why is Mike Young so successful? I'm going to ask you, why are you so successful? Um, Gosh, Coach, I, I, I know, don't know. A, for uh, a humble dude. I've a, never taken myself too seriously. <laughs> I'm a basketball coach. Um and I'm not solving any world problems. Um, I covet and I um, relish having really good people here that represent the college and fit the college. Um, and this is a very rigorous uh, academic environment. We can't bring just anybody here. Um, I want guys that can shoot. I want guys that can handle the ball and catch the ball. Uh, guys that can think, guys that, uh, you know, understand uh, what, um, you know, good basketball is supposed to look like. And that may take some time uh, during their, you know, uh, uh, career here. But, um, you know, I go back again. We've had, we've had some luck now. We've had some luck. I mean, you know, the post players that um, – I mean, you know, the same at UCF and the same as a lot of places. And we've had a couple of post players that undersized, um, you know, uh, still coming into their own as, uh, as basketball players, but they get bigger and stronger and high character guys. They work at it. And, and, you know, this kid, um, he's a fifth year guy. Um, I, he is, he's dynamite and he's got great hands, great feet. Uh, can score around the basket. Uh, but, you know, uh, to your point and, and your question, I, I, um, I, I just, I, I think I'm, this has been a great fit for me. This mm-hmm. college, uh, this community, and um, you know, we have had really good kids and really good players, and um, you know, I don't get in their way. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna overcoach them. I can assure you that. Um, and I've had, Coach, I've had so much fun. I am having so much fun with this team. Uh, they've all been um, a lot of fun, some more so than others. But uh, this is uh, this is a special group. You know, one of uh, one of your uh, former assistants uh, made a heck of a comment, which I think is, you know, one you should be very proud of. Uh, he treats a walk-on the exact same as he treats Fletcher McGee. That's probably treat cool. him better. Probably better. I was a walk-on. Yeah, I was a walk-on. That's fabulous. I mean, that is an amazing thing, you know, when you do that as a coach, because that's about humanity then. 
it's about people and uh, relationships and stuff and the importance of that person, what you do to them when they did it. That's so powerful, Mike. I, um, I have great admiration for those guys. Those guys are paying $55,000 to get an education here. And they're passionate about basketball. They want to be a part of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to be a part of a team. Um, so, you know, I treat those guys like gold and, and That's you know, great. I just the way I, just the way I do it. And, yeah. and those guys have always been a big part of our team. Those guys are always a part of our scout team, which is like a badge of honor around here. I mean, those guys are going to, you know, be Western Carolina and VMI here this week in preparation for Saturday's game. And, um, you know, those guys are on a pedestal. They always will be. As long as I'm here, I heard a I heard a neat thing the other day when I was watching a, a different college game on TV, and they and they showed a kid that was a walk on senior, and uh, you know had played a total of 13 minutes, I think, in four years, right? You know, which is not unusual, and no. and, and it said, but he's the point guard of the scout team for every yeah. time for every game this Power Five team plays, so they've estimated that he's been the point guard for 140 games as the running, you know, five to 10 plays a week, getting ready for that game. And the kid was like, was so proud of that. And that he looked at that as his playing time. And, and, you know, and I thought that was a terrific way of putting it and, uh, and gave the kid great value in what he was doing. And I thought that was neat way of putting it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, again, I, some kids, in some programs, um, you know, that, uh, that's a slap in the face, uh, but here and, and, uh, you know, other, some other programs, I mean, that is, those guys are a big deal. Um, and to give us, uh, so help me goodness coach. I think our scout team at times runs the other team's <laughs> stuff better than that team. They so probably now, do because you game, probably teach it really um, well too, I, on top of it. I, yeah, absolutely. I don't we go into a game and um there's a pass, there's a cut, and our team knows exactly what's coming and we're ready to uh, we're ready to go with it. We do. We uh, we uh, applaud our scout team. Uh, those guys are a huge part of uh, of what we do and that, you know, in comparison with the point guard from the Power 5, I mean that's I'm sure that kid takes a great deal of pride in that. I mean that's a big deal to him. And it's certainly a big deal at uh, at Wofford. Hey, let me ask you this. You got me on this. I don't know if I've ever asked this in 130, 40 podcasts, if I've ever asked this to a coach. Okay, let's talk about scouts, okay? The philosophy in the NBA, because the number of games and preparation time is totally different. Yeah. Uh, and the number of times you play a team might be, you know, four times or, or only twice at the worst. And we know the players so well at the NBA level. You know, you don't have to sure. go over and say, hey, Durant's right-handed, you know, and stuff sure. like that. <laughs> you know, so you know the people. Okay. Now, at the college level, it's a totally different thing. Uh, when you go, let's say, for instance, and I, I'm fascinated by this. You play Thursday, Saturdays most weeks, correct? Right. Okay. And that Saturday game is many times in your league an afternoon game for travel sure. purposes. Correct? That's right. Okay. So how do you prepare during the week for the two games? Um, it's, it's, um, I, I, it always scares me 
to do anything with the Saturday game, um, you know, during the week. Now, we may have, <coughs> pardon me, say Greensboro on Saturday and somebody on, and I'll tell them, uh, we are going to work on this and this in preparation for uh, Saturday. Uh, but our focus is our team on Monday. Tuesday, we'll watch personnel of Thursday's game. Wednesday, uh, we'll guard a couple of things on Tuesday. Wednesday, you know, a heavy dose of, um, you know, guarding the other team's actions. When I say heavy dose, it's nothing, you know, it's 12 minutes um, and limited contact. I don't want them, right. I don't want them banging into each other on the glass, that, uh, that sort of thing. I want, um, want to know exactly how we're going to guard something. Um, personnel are very big on knowing who you're guarding, a noise game. Um, and then Friday, you know, very, very limited uh, contact. But uh, but we will guard, uh, we'll guard the other team's uh, stuff. Um, you know, for uh, for a for a period during that uh, during that practice. Yeah, I think that's how much of your time, and and this is what I really saw in college compared to the pros. How much of your time is spent on your offense? Let's say. Oh, coach, you know what? I'd like to, uh, the purists will shoot arrows at me. Um, you know, I, I, I take so much from Del Harris, a uh, great friend of yours, yeah. uh, great coach. Um, and we were together. We were together, the two of us at Florida Clinic, Shy's yeah. Clinic. Yep. Um, I don't know, five to 10 years ago. And, and Coach Harris said, that you better spend more time on offense. We all want to be great defensively. You better spend more time on offense. You're dealing with a ball. And the ball and five players requires timing. It requires um, time for that to come together. So I I would say we spend 70%, 75% of our time on, uh, on offense. Um, but there's always a defensive component to it, no matter if we're working on the offense. Sure. Um, you know, there's always an emphasis on uh, on our defense and, you know, getting to where you're supposed to be and transition from offense to defense. But, um, you know, we spend a we spend an appreciable uh, amount of time on the offense, um, you know, more so than the, than uh, than the defense specifically. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, and I agree with Dell on that 100 uh, percent, you know. Uh, you know, I remember Willis Reed, the great Willis Reed, uh, was an assistant in Atlanta with Fratello and I. And, uh, you know, and when I was a kid growing up, uh, Willis was the center for the Knicks. And so I'm, I'm in awe of him, you know. And so, I, you know, I'd say, Willis, uh, you know, what, what about defense? And he says, defense is important, but last time I looked, you got to outscore him to win. So, you know, and, 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 and I said, wow. I mean, you know, because he played on the great Red Holzman defensive teams. Sure. And I, and I sure. thought it was, he was going to tell me it's all defense, all defense. And it was just, yeah, it, defense is darn important, but I think the offense is so much harder to, to get down. Defense is frankly a, a matter of toughness, you know, wanting to do it, et cetera, and having your principles and uh, being able to execute them and stuff, uh, you know. But I, I, I'm fascinated by that, you know. And, and you know, the, the other thing that I think that totally fascinates me about what you've done, Mike, is that, you know, 
we loved, I love John Calipari. I love what he's done with the one and dones and being able to rebuild a team every year. But he does that every single year. He just yeah. retools a little bit. But what I've seen you do in going over your NCAA tournament teams three different times, you have basically gone and had to re-put a whole roster together. And sometimes it takes you a year to get, you know, you'll get to 500 and then you'll have two or three good years of that you've got it rolling again. How hard is that to put? Because your guys are staying four years. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, uh, we've had very little attrition. Uh, we've never had one leave early for, you know, for the uh, professional level. I think what I do is a lot easier than what John does. I think what I do is a lot easier. Coach, I can't imagine losing a player after his sophomore year that you weren't expecting to lose and, you know, having a really hard time. Repl- I can't I, – I think that would be so hard. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Uh, we know that um, – we're going to have good balance. We hope we're going to have good balance in each of our classes. Uh, I know, you know, this time last year, two years ago, that I'm going to lose three really good seniors, and we're going to have to bring in, you know, we're going to have to replace those uh, those guys. Um, and you might take a step back, um, and then you 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 have a team like this one where you you don't you don't have to play a freshman. Um, those guys that just take some some time. It's rare that, um, and we've had them. Fletcher was one of those. He came in, scored twenty two points in his first game at Missouri. But <laughs> that's rare. Um, it typically takes those guys some time to get up to speed, and you know the language and uh, the defensive uh, stuff, and you know what's important to us, what we value. But um, you know, I, I am proud of that. Now we've done it with three different outfits. Um, and, you know, over the last uh, decade. And, um, you know, that's part of the fun. I mean, that's part of the, you know, the process of um, seeing guys come into their own and seeing them develop. I've got a uh, – I'm telling you, he's he's terrific. I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. He's a five. I had a really good four uh, that was a, an all-league caliber guy and, and got hurt um, – late summer and and we knew we were going to be without him for an extended period and now we're at a real loss what we're going to do and we move um a young man's name is Kevin Aluma we move him over the four and you know let's make the best of it here he did have good hands um and good feet and he's big he's six nine uh so we start six nine six nine on the front line that's pretty wow. good at this level and uh, we've been outstanding rebounding the ball and Again, just another example of seeing a young man, you know, develop and come into his own and, uh, you know, go on. And this, this, Kevin Loomis had a, a great, great year for, for our basketball team. Hey, let's talk about uh, one of the, uh, you know, I, I guess if, if we all do this, and I, I heart, hate to say it, but the best win you've ever had at Wofford. Give me, uh, you have had several, I know, but give me a couple of them. Um, I'll give you two. Okay. I'll give you, well, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you some, uh, the <laughs> best win uh, coach. I mean, you go to Chapel Hill and you went in there uh, with all the history and you look up into the rafters and there's cup check and <laughs> Phil Ford and Walter Davis. And, you know, all those guys that you grew up, you know, watching on TV and admired and, um, coach Smith Smith center, 
Um, you know, Roy Williams now coaching that thing with his name on the floor. I mean, that's huge. But I have said many times that that pales, Coach, that win pales really? in comparison to winning a conference championship. There's nothing like that. I mean, that's the best. That's the ultimate. Really? Um, yeah, that's, that's um, nothing like seeing your team climb that ladder and cut that net. That, there's that, In my professional career, there's nothing like that. That's the best. So I watched that entire game, uh, a Carolina game, because of Fletcher. You know, I wanted to see, you know, you know and, 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 and we all appreciate what Carolina's done. And, and I'm sitting there saying, and this is my guy that I sit next to at the Florida clinic all these years. I'm saying, my guy, he going to beat their ass. I mean, it, and I'm just saying, this, this is amazing. And, 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 I, and I love Roy Williams. I love Roy Williams. And, man, I'm cheering like hell for you. And I, because it was just so neat to see uh, and, and stuff. So that was my – but it's described now winning the Southern Conference Championship and, and stuff like that I, I think that was huge that and you know what you taught me something on that one because i agree with you when you do cut down the nets i don't care if it's for the nba championship or southern conference it's huge you're right no it's 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 huge and gratifying and fulfilling and to know that you're going to go on and represent your your league and and the city of spartanburg and the college and the greatest tournament on earth, in my opinion, uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's the ultimate. That's the mm -hmm. best for uh, for me. No, I I, th I think I think you're absolutely right. So three years ago, we opened up the season. At, I'm at LSU, and we opened up the season, and the first game on the schedule was Wofford. And so the great thing about it, whether it's the first football game of the season or the first basketball season, guess what you get to do is you get to prepare for that team all year long. And so I, Johnny Jones says, you know that guy? I said, I've, I just, I've met him. You know, I just downplayed it. And he said, well, you better start looking at some film. And the more I looked at film, the sicker I got. I said, oh, man. So next thing you know, for about four weeks, that's all we're doing. I don't even. I don't think we won, but three games after that, because all I was doing, <laughs> my whole season was Wofford. But I'll tell you what, it was in all my years of college coaching, uh, which is thirteen. Uh, it was the hardest prep I've ever had in my life. It was the stuff you ran, and I sat there with my buddy Zach Henry. I said, "Boy, we got to run all this stuff. This stuff is great, man. This is the, this stuff with Antonio Blakeney. Boy, this stuff would be fantastic." Uh, how did you decide how to play? I'm always fascinated by that. Um, started off pure motion, played for a motion guy uh, at, uh, at Emory & Henry. Um, uh -huh. Really enjoyed Coach Knight's teams, um, Dick Bennett's teams, and just pure motion. Just, um, you know, five guys moving and the ball changing sides of the floor. Um, and I don't remember, Coach, the, you know, the evolution and how we – you know, we change. We still, we still run a lot of motion, but um, uh, special plays for special players. Um, and great we've been, That's you know, a great fortunate line. to typically have you know one of those, two of those on on every team. Um, and I just, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, the things that are hard to guard. I go back to Del Harris. Yeah. Go back to Coach Harris. Um, 
and a different Florida clinic, and he said it's not so much what you run, it's um, the things within, you know, that uh, that style that you run. So we really only run four or five things, really and truly, but, you know, there'll be five or six different options off of that. I'll see how you're going to guard it, and we're going to, you know, and to do something, uh, do something else. I, um, I love that part of it. I love that part of it. Um, and I steal from everybody from coast to coast. The NBA, the college, uh, saw Chris Mack run something against Virginia Tech a couple of weeks ago. I uh, shoot, let's go with it. Let's <laughs> do it. We scored six points, uh, the next game off the thing. And really? I still don't know. I don't know how you guard it. I, I, we can't guard it in practice, and we've run it now five times in three different games, and they can't guard it either. So, you know, That's um, fun. That is again, fun. You're right. I'm not going to take myself too seriously. We're uh, see something that uh, we think will work for us. We're going to throw it in there, and uh, we're going to have a good time with it. Well, Mike, I, I think you do take yourself very seriously, but I think your attitude is perfect for what I think is, uh, you know, the, the reason that I always ask – uh, and ironically, I talked to you beforehand about my, one of my first podcasts I ever did with Billy Donovan, and I didn't tell Billy at all what we're going to talk about. We did it in the summertime, and I said to Billy, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish up a little bit with you, but I, asked, I, I often ask this every year to myself, but to others, why do you coach? Uh, I coach because... 33 years I've been doing it, and to drive on a college campus every day is the best. I mean, that's the that's the that's awesome. And to be around young people and to see them fail and fall down and uh, get nicked up, uh, come back the next day and with a smile on their face and get better, see them graduate. See them go on and be, you know, great husbands and parents and citizens. Um, to see them compete, uh, compete against uh, others. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I coach. Coach, um, I love it. I love what I do. I genuinely love coming in here every day. It is. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Well, I've been on your campus. I love Spartanburg, and I love you. Man, what a privilege to have you on, and congratulations on a fabulous year, but we're not even close to being done. Appreciate you having me on. I love you. I think I appreciate what you do. Well, Mike, thanks, and uh, great great luck in the tournament and, of course, in the NCAA 2A. I appreciate it, Coach. Michael, thank you so much. Uh, I've known Mike Young probably 30 years, done a lot of clinics with him and stuff, learned, going to a, for probably the last 10, 12 years We've gone to Larry Shiat's, uh, you know, you know, think tank. We do every August down in Florida, and uh, he's one of the really great minds of basketball. And I, every time I'm with Mike Young, I learn something, and I hope you did too. But this is a guy. If you have access to Synergy, go on there. You'll see some of the best motion offense you will see in all of college basketball. Really going to enjoy it. But, Michael, thank you so much, and best of luck in the tournament. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir. Brendan Sir.